Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 15 of the Lost in the Shuffle Tap Dance Podcast, brought to you by itaponline.com. My name is Hilary Marie. I am your host, and I am here to support you in your tap dance journey by sharing with you my top tap dance tips and tricks so that you can be the best tap dancer or tap teacher that you can be. I absolutely love supporting passionate tap dancers all around the world in their individual tap dance journeys. Now, if you are a longtime listener, welcome back. If you have not done so already, I have a big favor to ask of you. Please leave a five-star rating and written review of the podcast. Any feedback that you can share about how the podcast has had a positive impact on your tap dance journey, on your tap dance training, on your tap classes, on your students' tap classes would be amazing and appreciated. We live in an algorithm-based world, and the only way that the algorithm knows that this is a great resource for passionate tap dancers and tap teachers just like you is with your positive five-star rating and kind words. So that is my ask for my longtime listeners out there. Now, if you are a new listener, then welcome. And my ask for you is that you go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so that you can get notified every time a new episode goes live, especially my bonus episodes, which are short, sweet, a little bit silly and slightly random, but also extra awesome. Now let's go ahead and jump in. Last week's episode was all about the time that I met Oprah with my mentor, Harold Cromer. It is a funny story and definitely worth scrolling back to listen to at some point. And in this week's episode, we are diving deep into kids' tap classes versus adult tap classes. Now, I'll be speaking to my tap teachers out there, but if you are an adult tap dance student yourself, then I think you'll also find this episode interesting and enlightening. Now, there is a huge difference between teaching kids and teaching adults. Everything from their reason for attending tap classes to how they absorb and retain material. And today, I'm going to break down many of these key differences for you so that you can cater your classes to the needs of your students, because you cannot approach a dance class for children and teenagers the same way that you approach a dance class for adults. Knowing, recognizing, and appreciating the differences between these groups of dancers will really help you thrive as a tap teacher and therefore help your students thrive as well. I'll kick it off by talking about the kids, and then I'll talk about the adults. Now, what's awesome about teaching kids is that they are professional students. They are professional learners. It is their job from the moment that they are born until they start working a real-life job to literally do nothing but learn. This means they are professional human sponges, which also means that they pick up at a very fast rate, and their progress can be exponential. Kids also have a high level of commitment to their activities. Their parents enroll them in an activity with the intention that this will be a weekly activity that they attend for the entirety of the season or the year. 
This commitment, combined with their professional student sponge-like ability to learn, means that they progress quickly. Dance is also the type of after-school activity that a child can start as early as two or three and carry with them all the way through high school and beyond, and this means that you as their teacher are able to mentor them for an extended period of time. Just pause and take a moment to think about that. You can easily find yourself in a child's life on a weekly basis for almost 15 years straight. That is not common for other types of education, whether it's sports or in the formal school system. That is a beautiful job, and that, in my opinion, comes with a heavy responsibility, as that child will really look up to you as a role model for an extended period of time. Now, when it comes to class material, kids prefer quantity over quality. Kids love receiving large and overwhelming amounts of information in one sitting. They don't want to stay on the same exercise, rudiments, concept, or anything for very long. Now, that doesn't mean we should endorse this and just throw everything but the kitchen sink at them. They need structure, and they need an adult in charge to tell them this is not clean yet, you are not ready to move on. Now, what this does mean is that in order to keep their attention, we have to change it up. We have to keep things moving along or we will lose them. And that's why I always recommend finding five different ways to do the same thing when working with children. And this is something that I talk about in depth in season one, episode 86, titled How to Capture the Wandering Attention of Your Students. Now, another cool thing about working with kids is that they do well together in group activities, so you can encourage them to review choreography with a partner or to make a dance with their friends. Kids also thrive with structure and repetition, and they're open to trying new things without a lot of questions. They follow directions, for the most part, and they don't feel a type of way when they're told what to do because they're accustomed to being told what to do on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, working with kids is beautiful, but it also comes with its emotional and social challenges. When they're about ages 5 to 10, they've got age and height comparisonitis. They don't want to be in class with someone that is one year younger than them or even someone shorter than them because they associate someone being shorter than them as someone being younger than them. There's also that moment between the ages of 7 and 10 where they start to push social boundaries and they can easily feed off the negative energy of their friends and peers. You can easily end up with what I call a ringleader, who all of a sudden takes charge of your class and then everyone follows along. Or worse, what I call a vampire, who sucks all the energy out of the room and drags the class down. It's going to happen at some point, so knowing and recognizing that, you can be prepared to negate it and turn that ringleader or vampire around so that tap class is an awesome experience for everyone involved. As kids get older, about age 10 and up, they have way too much going on. They've got way too much homework. They struggle to balance the jump into middle school. And then once they get into high school, sometimes they can get lazy, but they also realistically struggle with time management for homework, social life, school activities, and dance. They often feel overcommitted and like they have to choose between good grades and fun after school activities. This is just the journey 
of a child going from ages 3 to 18. Now, when you know it's coming, you won't be surprised and you won't take it personally and you can help guide them as a mentor through their experiences. Now, of course, one of the biggest challenges when it comes to working with kids is really the parents. Parents just want what's best for their kids and they don't often realize that your intention as a dance teacher is to give their child everything they need to thrive, which can include structure, corrections, feedback, discipline. I'm not going to dive deep into the woes of dance teachers and studio owners dealing with parents, but it is important to acknowledge that where there's children, there's parents, and that can be tough. Now, let's go ahead and talk about adults. What I love most about working with adults is that they choose to be in the room. A lot of kids get signed up for after-school activities that their parents want them to participate in, regardless of whether or not the child wants to be there. But adults, you know that they want to be there when they walk in the room. And it goes deeper than that. They are choosing to spend their hard-earned money on this, on tap class, because this is their fun thing. Tap dance is their fun thing that they want to invest in. It's what brings them joy in their week, and it's what they want to invest their time, money, and energy into. And let's be real. Adults don't have a lot of spare time and energy lying around, and many of them don't have extra money floating around either. Now, with this in mind, there's a different energy in the room with adults than kids. And every adult in the room has a different goal. Some just want to blow off some steam. Others want to escape their day-to-day challenges, and they look forward to thinking about nothing but tap dance for that one hour every Tuesday night. Some adults are there for the exercise. Some come for the sense of community and the opportunity to socialize and meet new people. Some enjoy the challenge and learning something new that makes their brain work in overtime. While every adult student in your class may have a different reason for taking class, it's good to know what that reason is so you can give them that extra bit of help towards their journey in achieving their tap dance goals. One important thing to note when working with adults is that they have life obligations, and if family or work or finances get in the way of them participating in dance classes, they will step away as needed. This means that their progress comes with a lot of peaks and valleys, lots of stop and go, and it also means that they become afraid of missing out and falling behind. A lot of adult students will miss a few consecutive classes and then not jump back into class for months if not years. Why? Because they're afraid that they've fallen too far behind. Now with this in mind, when I taught adult classes at my studio, Grooves Unlimited Dance Studio in Livingston, New Jersey, I did six-week sessions. This way, I could focus on consecutive lessons over the six-week period, and if someone couldn't make it because they were traveling, or they had work or a family obligation, then they would be ready to jump back in at the next six-week period because they knew that we'd be wiping the slate clean and starting on a new concept. This is also why I have a monthly theme at itoponline.com, and I teach a different class each week. Because adults have busy lives, and if missing one class puts them severely behind, it can be discouraging for them to continue. And again, this is their fun thing, and they want to enjoy a challenge, but a comfortable challenge, not a miserable challenge. And that's something to keep in mind for your adult tap classes. 
Now, unlike kids, adults prefer to work on one concept that they can master by the end of class. They want to feel confident enough at the end of class to take home with them what they learned. If this means that they learn four bars of a phrase instead of 16 bars of a phrase, then so be it. They would prefer four bars of clean, confident, and comfortable understanding than 16 bars of an absolute mess. They don't want to feel overwhelmed. They don't want to feel like they're failing. Adults don't take time away from their work, family, chores, and all of that real-life adulting stuff to feel like they're in over their head. And with this in mind, less is more with adults. While adults don't necessarily learn as quickly as children, they have the ability to gain a deeper understanding of more sophisticated concepts. You can go way deeper with adults on pretty much everything, including technical approach, cultural context, you name it. They will listen, they will process it, connect to it, and comprehend it more so than children. It's not going to go over their heads because they have more patience, understanding, wisdom, and life experience than a child. Another thing to keep in mind with adults, specifically in terms of technique, is that many of them do not hop. You've got to be sure to offer them alternatives to certain steps. Let them drop a heel instead of hopping. Let them do a cramp roll instead of a double pullback. Adults have aches, pains, injuries, and past or upcoming surgeries, and their physical facility doesn't necessarily have the same range as a child. This doesn't mean that you shouldn't teach them air steps. It just means that you need to offer alternatives and be very aware of the level that you are teaching. If a child falls down doing over the tops, we clap for them. They stand up, they brush themselves off, and they move forward. If an adult falls... They could break their wrist and end up in a cast that prevents them from doing their day-to-day -day job and making an income. There are greater physical consequences for adults. Now, with that being said, I still do wings, over-the-tops, pullbacks, and things like that with higher-level adults who mostly happen to be people who danced as kids and jumped back into it in their adulthood. Not all of them, but most of them. But with my lower levels, absolutely not. We keep it chill. Now, adult students who dance throughout their entire childhood have a different connection to the dance because their relationship with it goes further back. But it is very important to note that adults who start later in life have the ability to learn and grow so much. They actually have the ability to match the skill level of an adult who danced throughout their entire childhood. They have the ability to become a professional tap dancer if they want to. There is no limitation just because someone starts shuffling later in life. On a totally different note, adults, just like kids, have their own emotional challenges. Adults have a different sense of personal awareness than kids, which can be good, but it also means that adults have a greater fear of failure than kids. They have a lifetime of negative experiences that block them and get in the way of their progress. They fear public failure and humiliation, and they also have different social standards than children. This can be a challenge for adults when trying new things, especially something like improvisation. Improvisation often gives adults a sense that they are not in control, which is a scary feeling for adults, more so than kids. With this in mind, it's important to set a tone of a safe space for adults to try new things. 
It does not, I will repeat, it does not mean that we skip improvisation for adults. They still learn it because it is one of the five fundamentals of tap dance. However, there is a specific way to approach it, specifically for adults, which is something that I dive deep into in the ITAP Teacher Certificate Program during our improvisation module. Another thing to keep in mind is that adults can also feel super uncomfortable when they receive a public correction, a correction that is just for them in front of the entire class. Now, we know as teachers that receiving a public correction is good, it means that we saw you and that we want to help you and that we want others in the room to learn from your correction as well. Corrections should be taken as compliments. But adults can easily feel like they're being put in the spotlight in a negative way. So for that reason, I like to do mostly group corrections unless I know that specific student will be cool with me calling out their name and speaking to them directly in front of the class. Everybody has a different temperament, but kids, I'll dish out a public individual correction left and right without blinking or thinking twice. One more beautiful thing about adult students that I want to share is that they are super supportive. They quickly turn into lifelong students. They love being a part of a community and they love supporting their teacher. Adult students are the ones who remember that it's your birthday and that you mentioned that you really like this type of cake. They're the type of students who come to your performances with their friends. They're the ones who send you an email on Thanksgiving to tell you how thankful they are for your class. They have so much appreciation for all that you share with them, and they love to share that appreciation with you. And it really, truly is beautiful. So that's it for my list, you guys. These are just some of the many, many differences between teaching kids and adults that I want you to keep in mind as you're teaching your TAP classes, because being aware of these differences and approaching your classes accordingly can guarantee that both you and your students are going to have an awesome class experience. Now, I've worked with ITAP teachers specifically on how to approach the five fundamentals of tap dance in their classes and how it differs between kids and adults, and they have had a lot of success with it. If you want to learn more about what I call the five fundamentals of tap dance and how to approach your classes on a weekly basis, then I hope you'll consider joining us in the ITAP Teacher Certificate Program, and you can go to www.itaponline.com teacher to check that out. Please make sure to join me in next week's episode, and I will be talking all things improvisation, which is one of my favorite fundamentals of tap dance. Until then, I'm wishing you all the best and looking forward to sharing shuffles with you super soon in the iTap Online Member Center. Hey, hey, real quick. If you want more free tap dance tips and tricks, go to itaponlinecommunity.com to join our free itaponline community Facebook group. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at itaponline and follow me on Instagram at Hillary Marie Tap. H I L L A R Y M A R I E T A P. 
Now, if you're ready to achieve your tap dance goals, whatever those may be, and you want access to my best tap dance content, then head over to itaponline.com slash trial for two free weeks of unlimited access to everything that the ITAP Online Member Center has to offer. That is two free weeks of live Zoom classes, Q&A chats, Zoom class replays, all of my courses, which include Tap Dance 101, Historical Choreo, Improve Your Improv, Fast Feet and Phrasing, Rhythm Training for Tap Dancers, and more, and direct access to me for mentorship, guidance, and feedback. Be sure to go to itaponline.com slash trial for two free weeks of unlimited access to the ITAP Online Member Center, and you'll have instant access to my best tap dance tips and tricks.